0: good morning all good to be with you can you believe it just two weeks ago it was the noise weekend hang on a minute i've missed something two weeks ago noise weekend pause for massive cheer The the reason I mention that is because that weekend marked the start of just a little three-week series we've been running with. It's a little bit around vision, a little bit around what we feel God has been speaking to us, particularly of late, about relationships. Relationships, first and foremost, yes, with God, with himself. Relationships with each other. But also relationships with our communities. And of course, the Noise Weekend really was a very practical and visible expression of our relationship with our communities and maybe our geographical communities across Hawfield and Loch Lees and Filton, with many of the things we did across the Noise Weekend. And last week, Esther drew us to consider our relationship with god and the emphasis there was not so much on the doing but rather on the being who we are in god who he is to us and uh, how he relates to us and we with him which means that today the third of this three week series it is about our relationships amongst one another our relationships with each other because after all the church is a community it's a family and as Christians I think our relationship with God spills out into our relationship with each other but having said that one more thing I want to make really really clear today is this you might be here and thinking well I wouldn't count myself a Christian. I'm not sure I even believe in God. And, and maybe you're thinking to yourself, well, I'm not really part of this faith community that this church is or that the church is. And if that's how you are feeling, I just want to say you are so welcome You are invited and we will include you within this community to the extent to which you want to be included. You're welcome. You're invited. We love having you with us. Even if you think I can't share the faith that you have, stick around with us, won't you? Let's journey through life with each other. I think this is part of what it is about our relationships with each other. But one thing I can't pretend is that we don't have a hope within us, and we're not praying that you will actually come to know Jesus for yourself, because that is just the most wonderful, wonderful thing. But we have to acknowledge that's a choice you have to make for yourself. So I'm going to read a few verses And this is from the message version of the Bible, and it's Ephesians, which is in the New Testament, towards the end of the Bible, chapter 2, starting at verse 19. You are no longer wandering exiles. This kingdom of faith is now your home country. You're no longer strangers or outsiders. You belong here with as much rights to the name Christian as anyone. God is building a home. He's using us all irrespective of how we got here in what he is building. He used the apostles and prophets for the foundation. Now he's using you, fitting you in, Brick by brick, stone by stone, with Christ Jesus as the cornerstone that holds all the parts together. We see it taking shape day after day. A holy temple built by God, all of us built into it. A temple in which God is quite at home. Now, just back a a few books to the book of Romans, chapter 12. And I'm reading from verse six. We have different gifts according to the grace given us. If someone's gift is prophesying, well, let them use it in proportion to their faith. If it is serving, let them serve. If it is teaching, let them teach. If it is encouraging, let them encourage. If it is contributing to the needs of others, let them give generously. If it is leadership, let them govern diligently. If it is showing mercy, let them do it cheerfully. And so with that second reading... Just to focus on that for a few moments first. I think one of the ways in which we, each of us, contribute to our relationships with one another, and therefore that contribution is to the community and to the family, is when we exercise and use the gifts that we each possess. And we do all have different gifts, and every single one is important. Every single one is needed. And therefore, the warning comes wisely, I think. Let us not fall into the trap of only acknowledging those gifts that are obvious, that are visible, that you can see so very easily. In many ways, I feel that those verses in Romans I read kind of give us an example, and they're sat side by side. We have different gifts. Um, Let's acknowledge that, all of us, different. We've all got gifts, and we've got different gifts. And then it says this, look, if it's teaching, let them teach. If it is encouraging, let them encourage. And let me give you an obvious example because I just think, look, if someone has a gift of, of teaching and that's kind of exercise on a Sunday morning in the Sunday service, everyone gets to hear, everyone gets to see the gift is being used and it's visible, it's obvious. But if you've got a gift of encouraging and you're off somewhere meeting someone one-to-one, to encourage them, to support them, to, uh, to help them. And that's just one person who gets to see your gift in operation at that moment in time. So there's two gifts side by side. One is visible, perhaps the other isn't quite so visible. But they're all gifts and they're all needed and they're all valuable. And we've got to acknowledge All of them. So as we think about our gifts, I'm going to land a few questions for us to think about. Um, For example, how do we recognize gifts in one another? Secondly, how do we encourage one another in actually using those gifts? And thirdly, how can we use those gifts both within the church... And in all parts of life, I don't think gifts are meant to just be reserved for the church. I think it's got to go out into our community, into our workplace, into the marketplace. When we go out shopping, I think when we're with our friends, is, is let those gifts be used. We're really encouraging that. But I think the answer partly lies within the relationship we have with each other. And did you notice that those gifts that we read from Romans 12, and we could look at other parts of the Bible that give other, li- gifts, uh, other lists of gifts, but these in Romans, every single one of those gifts that we read out are used for the blessing or for the benefit of other people. And there's something in that. And you might consider that actually most of our gifts are meant to be used out of a motivation of love, a motivation of compassion towards others. And I think if we love, we will have opportunity to use our gifts with each other for the purpose of blessing them, benefiting them, helping them, and supporting them. But having said all that, really, I don't want to focus on all of that because I want to move on. Not so much for us considering the gifts that we possess. Now, listen carefully to this. I want us to think a little bit more about the gift that we are. Think about that for a moment. Have you ever thought of yourself as a gift? Of course, you probably haven't because we're all very humble. And uh, we're all very uh, quiet and, uh, you know, we dare not consider, well, there's a picture of humility. Um, But I think this is a thing that you yourself are a gift to other people. So let's just explore that for a moment, because I think when we get that, I think it can help unlock the flow of gifts when we realize that. Would you agree with me if I say this? I don't think it's great when you feel you are needed only because of what you possess or because of what you can do. That's not great, is it? It doesn't make you feel great to think someone said, oh, I need you. Wow. Do I need you? I need what you can do for me. And it doesn't feel wonderful, does it? If that really is what it's all about. And I think we need to learn and continue to learn how we value one another and realize that the person is the gift that God has given It's not just what they can do or the gifts that they possess. And if we can consider ourselves a gift, I hope always along the lines of we're becoming ourselves more and more like Jesus. Um, Think of it more in those terms. And I think the best relationship happens amongst ourselves when someone says more this, I want you. Rather than, I want what you've got. Rather than, I want what you can do. Now, I was thinking about this as I was preparing this last week. And then I thought, oh. Maybe a little bit of an admission. Maybe a little bit of an apology. As leaders... You'll know this. We can bang on and on and on about, we need volunteers for this. We need volunteers for that. We need help with that. We need help with this. And we might say something along the lines of, look, something's coming up. There's a lot of food involved. If you can cook, join the team. Or we've got a gap with children's church. Now, if you can work with children, come and join the team. And sometimes, I don't know. I mean, am I making this up? I don't know. I was just wondering and wondering and wondering. You know, is it sometimes that, you know, well, oh, you do children, we need you. But you're thinking, yeah, do you really want me? Or is it just because I do children? Uh, you, we, we, we're doing food and I can cook and you said I need you. But Do you need me or do you need my ability to cook and to cater? And um, and I guess I was just thinking that if we have ever given that impression, then I'm sorry. (laughs) Because that's not it. That's not it. If that is all it is, I think we've missed the point. The more important gift is you, not what you bring. And I think when you come with your willingness, with your heart, with your passion, then you are the gift to what is needed. See the person, not just what they've got or what they can do. So if we've ever given the impression of we just want you because there's a gap, we want you because you can cook, we want you because you do children, then forgive us. Because actually that's far from it. We actually want you because it seems to me that many of our activities that we do together as church flourish because the team of people who make the thing happen are kind of a community and a family and a real team that work together look out for each other support each other and this is a place where relationships can grow and can become stronger this is all about relationships with one another and then you begin to feel included and valued for who you are and it's not just about what you can offer now is that a thing I think it probably is see the person not what they can do and what they can bring I mean you know do you have gifts that you feel I I need people to recognize those gifts In spite of what I've said, you know, I do have things I can do. And I need people to recognize that. And I think sometimes you've just got to be with a group of people. Now, is that a team that serves in a particular event or something we do as a church? Um, Is it a group of people where they're your friends and, and you're close to them? And it just seems to me that recognizing gifts... Is something that happens through relationship. People come to know you, and then they come to know your gift. And isn't it better? It's that way round rather than bang. Oh, they, could, you know, I don't know that person, but they seem to be good at this, and they see your gift first. Um, I, I know that happens. Of course, it does. We're human, but I just wonder, you know, if you're thinking, oh, I've got gifts I can offer, but how do? Others recognize that in me. Well, we do that in family, in community, in relationship with each other. And uh, there's a well-known secret. I know that's a contradiction. There's a well-known secret about our relationships with each other. And it's simply this. It is give and take. And there's a biblical principle. Freely we've received. Now freely give. Give. And that happens within relationship. And so as I'm thinking along these lines, I'm equally, how can I not mention our small groups? We have a number of small groups that meet generally during the week of an evening in someone's home. And these are... Beautiful places of expression, of relationship with each other. Yes, the whole church, we're, we're all together, plus those who are absent today. This is the church that Ebenezer is, a local church, part of the one church that belongs to Jesus Christ that he's building. This is a local expression of a church, and we are family. I hope we are. I hope that's what it feels like to you. I sometimes think we say that, but is it true? Does it feel like that to you? But we can be family. We can be community together. But our small groups, they're like families within the family. They're little tiny families that contribute to the big family. And those are wonderful places where you can know others and be known where you might spot gifts in other people and people might spot gifts in you because it's through relationship that it's happening. And in many ways, I wonder whether small groups are actually the very best place where gifts can be acknowledged and even used for the first time and strengthened in their infancy, if you like. So there's a real encouragement. If you don't belong to one of our small groups, join one Check out our website. Um, There's information there about the groups that we're running just at the moment. But I want to move on to talk a little bit about um, relationship with one another. Not so much in doing, but in being. Not in activity, but in being Present Now, bear with me along this, another wondering I had as I was preparing for this, because I want to toy with a thought that I had. I, I have to accept you might disagree with me on this, and I, I don't know. But every now and then, let me give you one example. Every now and then, we have a midweek gathering here. Often it's a Tuesday evening. And we come to pray and we come to worship together. And to be honest, it's a small gathering. On Sunday, we can be 100. On a hundred. On a prayer evening, a worship evening, we can be much less. Now, don't get me wrong; I'm not criticising at all, because in fact, to the opposite. This is where I'm going with this. Of course, people can't come. You might be at work. You might have childcare responsibilities. It might clash with something else you've got on. Or it might be that you just need an evening in because you've had a busy week. That's all valid. And that's all right. Of course that happens. But I'm wondering, what if someone doesn't come because I don't want to go? That's what I'm talking into a little bit. But again, not criticism, just an observation here. I, I, I can't go. I won't go. I don't want to go. And what if there's a reason why I don't want to go? So first of all, to be honest, the band will be out, the guitar will be out, there'll be a lot of singing, a lot of sung worship. And guess what, folks? I don't like singing. We're all different. Some people like singing, others don't. But what if that's it? I don't come because they do a lot of singing or they do a lot of praying. Do you know, one thing I can't do is I can't pray out loud in front of other people. That's not a criticism. It's an observation. It's an acceptance. It's an acknowledgement. But what if it's like, I won't go because I'm not going to pray out loud in front of other people. Now, this is where I'm going with this. If that's you, come anyway. If you don't want to sing out loud with the worship... Come anyway. If you don't want to pray out loud, come anyway. The point I'm making is this. With our relationships, sometimes just turning up is the important thing. Just being present is the important thing. That's the point I'm making. I've used that example. It might not have been a brilliant one. But I'm just suggesting that actually part of our relationships that make them strong is that we turn up, we show up, and we're present. We might not do very much. We might not do anything at all. We're just there. And that counts, doesn't it? I think it does. It counts. So our presence, our our just being there, is important. I mean, is it that obvious? The the more we turn up with one another, the more we get to know each other. is. So as you can see, I'm just making a few observations really around our relationships with each other. I want to make another one. And it's this. We have different gifts. We have different experiences. We have different skills. Okay, let's go into this one. We also have different personalities and traits, don't we? We're all very different to each other, aren't we? Some are extrovert, some are introvert, some are ambivert. Some are loud, some are quiet. Some are sometimes loud, sometimes quiet. Some are humorous, some are serious. I think you get the point. I even wondered if at this point I should ask all of the introverts amongst us to stand up so that we might celebrate you. And then <laughs> and then I thought of the sheer irony of doing that. Now my point. I think, I believe, our relationships with one another are stronger because of the diversity that we bring. We're not all the same. Oh, wouldn't it be awful? Wouldn't it be dreadful? Wouldn't it be the last thing in the world that you would want to be there if everyone was an extrovert? Wouldn't that be awful? Now, I know I'm saying that, but some of you are real extroverts, and you're thinking, no, I like the sound of that. (laughs) I think you get the point I think it's the it's the differences and the variety and the diversity within each of us it's not always obvious it's not always visible but we're so very different our personalities our makeup our it, it's it's different and I think that's beautiful I think that's where family shines best. That's where community shines best. That's where church shines best. When all are included and all are invited and all are welcome for who you are. Your personality included. And I think that's a great thing. And... And then, okay, another admission, I suppose. Because um, I was just thinking, I know I'm really guilty of doing this. Sometimes, um, maybe not recently, but often I, at the end of a service, I'll say, why not find someone you don't know and chat to them? Now think a moment, pause. What about those who are thinking, that is the last thing I can do? Because that's not me. I can't do that. Imagine how uncomfortable that person might feel, thinking, oh, there's an expectation. We've all got to talk to strangers, to people we don't know, to newcomers, to guests, and I can't do that. I just want to say that out loud, to acknowledge that, and to say, that's okay, it's okay. I just wonder, you know, how much pressure do we feel because we've, We're being expected to be like something or do something because someone else is like that or does that. And you're thinking, but that's not me. So I hope I'm making that point clear enough that we're all welcome, we're all invited. And yeah, I know sometimes a level of discomfort isn't always a bad thing. There are times when we do have to do what we do not want to do. Yes, there are times where we've got to make a sacrifice and do the hard thing, but that's not what I'm talking about. I'm just talking generally about that whole thing of we can't expect one another to be like ourselves or like someone else. See the person for who they are. Accept them. Include them. Welcome them. They might be very different personality to you. Well, let's celebrate that. So, if you're loud, if you're quiet, if you're introvert, if you're extrovert, and if you don't want labels, <laughs> we're all part of the family. We're all in the community. And our relationships can develop and grow amongst us. So, just wanted to say that um, I'm going to end with a, a few conclusions. Um, don't buy into this. I'm different. I don't belong here. I know there's something about, you know, you're with a group of people, and we all do this. Sometimes you just think, I don't fit. And I think we can buy into, wow, I'm a bit different to these. I don't belong here, and that saddens me. I know it happens, but don't buy into that. Not here. Stay with us. Be with us. Get to know us. Let us get to know you. Don't think that I'm not needed because I can't do this and I can't do that. You are needed, and you're welcome. And don't consider your gift unimportant because it's not very visible. We need you and we need your gift. After all, who gets to see that gift anyway? God himself. And I think we should be exercising our gifts ultimately for the audience of one God. Not in front of other people. So I'm going to finish just where I started. This kingdom of faith is now your home country. You're no longer strangers or outsiders. You belong here. With as much right to the name Christian as anyone, God is building a home. He's using us all, irrespective of how we got here, in what he is building. Yes, he used the apostles and prophets for the foundation, but now, today, he's using you. Fitting you in brick by brick, stone by stone, with Christ Jesus as the cornerstone that holds all the parts together. We see it taking shape day by day. A holy temple built by God. All of us built into it. A temple in which God is quite at home. I was surprised to be given this little card. I wasn't expecting that this morning. I sometimes wonder if we could double this one up. Esther drew us to think about that in terms of our praying. I wonder if we could think of that also in terms of our relationship with one another. Within our friendship, family, relationship. Help, that counts, doesn't it? I can help you. I need help. Thanks. Thanks for who you are. Thanks for what you did. Just that expression of thanks. And and why not a wow? You know, that one thing you did for me. Counted for everything. Wow. You know, you, you were just with me. You didn't do anything. You, you just came to me and you were with me. Wow. And wow, what did God do in our relationships? Relationships with one another. Huge topic. And those are just a few of my observations for this morning. Hope they help us. And help us to encourage each other, welcome each other, and grow our relationships together.